You're listening to the Wes and Walker Show. I remember one recruiting victory that you did get. It's Wes. I know you remember my quarterback, Paul Troth, and he and I came up there to East Carolina for a visit. And Walker. Vance High School, offensive lineman, big kid, eventually went to Florida. Do you remember Wes Bryant at Vance High there, Coach? Only on Sports Radio 92.7 FM WFNC. If Florida had come along and that young man told me he wanted to come to East Carolina, I probably wouldn't take him because I think he was not very bright. Uh. <laughs> Just like that, we are back. This is the Wesson Walker Show, Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Keep those texts coming on the Charlotte Men's Clinic text line 704-570-9610 and join ourselves on a Thanksgiving week Tuesday I don't know about you guys but uh, I can already start to taste that meal and and real quick before we get into the campus corner so I remember in school sometimes they used to have uh the Thanksgiving meal, you would have it like once every couple of weeks where you have turkey and dressing and stuff like that. And then even in college, we would have it uh, when we had training table. Uh, that would be one of our meals during the week. It would be turkey and dressing and things of that nature. But for me, you know, I'm kind of quirky. Like, I can eat it, especially if that's my only option. But really, I only like that meal on one day. Maybe Christmas as well. But as far as that Thanksgiving layout with everything that you like, is Thanksgiving the only day you guys like that, or could you do it on? Because we do have turkey breast throughout the year. But is that something you guys just associate with one day? I could do it a lot more. I usually only eat that kind of thing on Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. It's not too many times where I ask what's going to be served for dinner and stuffing is on the menu, dressing, anything like that. Green bean casserole is not anything that is frequent. But I could eat it quite a bit. But I do eat it mostly only on Thanksgiving. There's not too many times I'll have it multiple times a year. Freddie, what about you? Um, I mean, yeah, we, we eat it a little bit, kind of the same thing on, on Christmas, and mm-hmm. I'm there for it. Um, Easter's probably the one holiday that we don't go as all like We'll have the ham and maybe the deviled eggs, mm. but there's not like 17 side dishes and 18 different desserts, okay. but uh, I can eat it more often because I'm fat. You talk about, okay, <laughs> what a dismount. We talk about the school lunches, though. Mm-hmm. It wasn't turkey with mashed potatoes. It wasn't the Thanksgiving-styled meal, mm-hmm. but one thing that got people running to the cafeteria, mm-hmm. I've discussed it before, turkey pie was no joke. Oh wow! I was going. Okay. I was gonna. No. Okay. Hey, make make that face. That that is the the face of somebody that does not know. But the turkey pie, you would double up. So what was it basically like? A chicken pie pie that had turkey in it. Yep. It was okay. turkey pie, like gravy in it. It was so good. It was hot too. Yeah. It had people running. Everybody liked it. I I want. Back me up. Like, I know the text line out there. Uh, people around my age, maybe, I don't think it was just a Catawba County thing. You're getting similar food, I have to imagine. So, back me up on the turkey pie days because those were lit. How did they serve it? My last question. How did they serve it? Was it just a big one and they scooped it out or did everybody get an individual? One? You got, well, you got an individual piece, but it's not, oh. don't think like, you know, yeah, like a Marie crust of yeah, don't think yeah, like that. Okay. All right. it, it's just you had a big old pie okay. in one of the serving trays and then they cut up a bunch of different got pieces you. and then they served it piece okay. and your boy was also getting two because like fitty said i was fat <laughs> all right Look how he is. well now it's time to go to the campus kona all right carolina took out 
or was taken out by the Clemson Tigers. And so Clemson's continued to be on their grind. They, they improved to 15-3 and three at home against AP Top 25 teams since 2011. But the curious case of Drake May in this football game, talking about that, we touched on it a little bit yesterday with Joe Klatt. You guys should go check that out if you missed it. Yes, the Joe Klatt was on our podcast. You can check that out, Apple Podcasts or wherever else. You get them. But North Carolina entered the week ranked eighth in the nation in points per game, 39.9 to be exact. And so by surrendering only 20 points, Clemson held the Tar Heels to nearly half of its season average. Drake May, they held him to the lowest completion percentage of his career, 44.4% to be exact. They also held Drake May to a 96.8 pass efficiency rating, another career low for him. And so now Clemson has held two of the ACC's most prolific passers, Drake May and Sam Hartman, to their career lows in pass efficiency rating. So what do we make of this performance by Drake May? Did it change your opinion about him or did it give you something to think about as far as if he plays against defenses that have kind of that NFL talent across the board. What, what do we make of what happened to Drake May on Saturday? Well, if, if you're asking me if it changes my perspective of him on how it should affect his draft status, I don't, it's not changed at all for me because we see every single one of these top tier prospects have some games that aren't going to be as mm-hmm. good as what they had been doing all season long. Like you can go back to even Caleb Williams. We were talking during the break, Caleb Williams, still a really special talent, but that man threw three interceptions against Utah. That guy's been owned three against Notre Dame. That guy's been owned against Utah his entire career. It's been happening like that, but still Caleb Williams, it'd be stupid to point to that and say, Hey, this is why I'm not going to draft him in the at least first two picks. That's what I think about Drake may the interception was bad. We, we saw, you know, a couple really bad interceptions. I believe it was against Minnesota early on in the year mm-hmm. where there was just no excuse for it. This one was a bad one. Honestly, Wes, it's a really good defense. They're starting to really come into form here lately. Nate Wiggins, balling. Okay. Yeah, he's been really high up there when you talk about PFF college grades and things of that nature. He's been one of the more highly touted corners this year. I mean, really covered Tez Walker well. In fact, I thought Drake May had a couple of really nice passes that were dropped that he threw into tight coverage, but that were accurate. But also, you had to have him be perfect because this is also someone that threw for, what, below 50% completion percentage, which he usually gets away with throwing 70 and he's throwing downfield. But not against that defense, not against that kind of NFL talent, not when your offensive line isn't holding up. Yeah, you're going to be way more rattled than you are in some of the other games that you've played this season. And so the Clemson got the best of them once again. Yeah, I think so, too. And the thing that made me think about this topic was the fact that he played not so great against them last year in the ACC championship game as well. And so it seemed like just Clemson has his number. And every player, I feel like, has that team that kind of has him. And I think with Clemson, as you said, they're a team that can rush four in a lot of cases and get home, drop seven. They make it difficult on you with the pressure that they can apply. Doesn't change my opinion much of Drake May. I still think he's a phenomenal football player. I just think this Carolina team as a whole isn't equipped for teams like that. And when we no, my bad. Them. Well, I was just saying, like, with some of the other stuff, it felt like he was holding on to the ball a little bit more than usual, too. Yeah, because I mean, nobody, people, right. guys weren't getting open. Right. And so that's always the, it's it's a little bit of this Bryce Young thing with Carolina. Yeah. Okay, do you throw it away because you're probably going to get sacked if you don't? 
do you want to hold on that last second just in case there's a little bit of like hectic separation downfield? So I know that was a big criticism. Hold on to the ball too long. So, Fiddy, I'll bring you in on this in just a second before I ask the second question and you can answer both of these. But when you look at Carolina's schedule now in retrospect, when they started out with that hot start, beating South Carolina at Minnesota, Pittsburgh, Syracuse, Miami, uh, and we know what those teams ended up being as the season came to fruition. So, Fiddy, you can speak to Drake's struggles against Clemson, but also with the Tar Heels when they got off to that hot start. Were they ever as good as their rankings said they were, or did we feel like that the losses were kind of one-offs and situational, or was this just not the team that we thought that that undefeated start warranted itself when they were 6-0? and Yeah, I mean, I, I never allowed myself, when they got ranked 10th, I never thought they were a top 10 team. A lot of that was to to save myself from the hurt that was <laughs> going to come. I thought the hurting was going to come in November, this time of the year. Instead, they did it in the middle of October. Um, and, and that you can't help it. Like You beat the teams that were on your schedule. Um, and we thought South Carolina was going to be better. We thought Minnesota was going to be better. No one saw Pittsburgh being 2-9 and nine or whatever yeah. they are on the year. So you, you, you can't take that away. And Carolina was blowing those people out. But all that goes out the window when you lose to a Virginia team that's not going to a bowl game. When you lose on the road at a Georgia Tech. So I never thought they were that good. Um, and then you look at Drake's struggles. I mean, part of it was just his offensive line forgot how to block. It's like they watched the Panthers film on Sunday, so we're going to do that on Saturday. Hmm. And the guys that needed to step up and make plays didn't step up to help him on the road, and that's as big a reason as to why he struggled on Saturday, Saturday afternoon in Death Valley. Well, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Well, and I was just going to say at the beginning of the season, too, it, it was always, okay, is this defense going to be ready when you face offenses that are good? Dude. Because the defense, they were performing well at the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. That we probably did have a and little bit of an That is a little bit on. more of a reflection of the schedule now. Yeah. Like that one, we were all still a little scared. Was the defense going to play well the second half of the season? Because Georgia Tech's offense, we knew, was still going to be good. We knew that Clemson would be able to at least run the football. Kate Klubnick, having diced them up last year, at least had that capability. We thought that then Riley Leonard was on the horizon and so what were they going to do against a Duke team that's something that we were always afraid of and well our truths are that the truth was that we always should have been afraid we were right to be afraid because the defense did not play nearly as well as they did the first six games listen I'm telling you right now Clemson goes out and finds another pass rusher to go opposite TJ Parker they're there oh my lord because that D-line they're looking they're not quite the Power Rangers but they're looking close because Big Park in the middle the one I said you can eat dinner off his back he's looking like the new Dexter Lawrence (laughs) what kind of dinner Uh, whatever dinner you want you can eat a six course that joker's back is so wide that is a big old back (laughs) Moose wrote in yeah I said Clemson was the best defense Drake would play Walker he's taking a victory lap he's done a couple LOLs the last week Nate shut down everyone he's played I'll let Moose take his victory lap though the defense really coming into form and as we mentioned Nate Wiggins has been you know playing lights out recently and so we'll get more into this game tomorrow probably but man which team in the ACC is the hottest right now when you talk about the Clemson Tigers or the NC State Wolfpack winners of four in a row okay they put up 35 points they put up and that's the most that they've scored since 2020 when they opened the season against Wake Forest and scored 45. After a scoreless first quarter, the Wolfpack scored touchdowns on five straight possessions. 
Brandon Armstrong did it through the air and the ground. 289 total yards, four touchdowns. He looked like he had a flashback to his days at Charlottesville. Two passing, two rushing. And my boy, you know I got the pride of Chambers High School. KC Concepcion had his third game of the season with two receiving touchdowns. Through his first touchdown of his career as well, he finished with 44 rushing yards, 63 receiving yards, and 17 passing yards. Okay, this is a bad boy. I hope that NC State is able to keep him. I'm not sure if they're going to be able to because he is going to be coveted. But he's playing great. Which of these two teams do we think are the hottest? So, it's funny because NC State started this whole thing off with a win over Clemson after losing to Duke. And so if one of these teams in question has a head-to-head victory over the other, then you might need to go with the Wolfpack. But I would still say the team with the best two victories in the last few weeks, it still is Clemson, who beat Notre Dame 31-23, to and they beat North Carolina. Despite being a pretty big favorite, it's still a good win to have that victory over North Carolina. I'll say NC State, just because... When we started to dig a little deeper with NC State and the return of Brennan Armstrong, I never thought that there was going to be a monster fall-off because of some of the struggles that he had at the beginning of the season. Mm -hmm. Wes, MJ Morris comes in, and it's not like the offense takes over. It's not like the offense is scoring 30 points every single outing, and he's throwing for 250 yards while rushing for another 50, giving you over 300 yards of offense every time. He had... A few turnovers against Marshall. They did score 48, but that's against Marshall. Even if they're good at that point, NC State should have a decent showing against them. You know, they would lose to Duke. I understand they only put up three, but I always thought that the offense could still be able to hold steady with Brennan Armstrong coming back. And the defense has just gone to a different level as well with probable ACC Defensive Player of the Year, Peyton Wilson. I think it's NC State that's the hottest team, but it's it's dicey. It's 50-50. Yeah, I'm going to go with State as well. I mean, going into Lane Stadium, Virginia Tech's playing pretty good football right now for them to go in there and get that win the way they did, as you said, beating Clemson. Even though I think it might have been a little bit different Clemson team than what we're seeing right now, I think they are the team that set it off for Clemson to start to get this thing going. But I'm going to go with NC State by a slight edge. I think they're playing great football, but I think Clemson, they're red hot too. Fiddy, what you got? I was just going to ask you guys, if, if Clemson, or not Clemson, if, if State wins on Saturday night, does Dave Doran get coach of the year? Like, he guides this team to 9-3. and three, And you know what really ticks me off? As, as much as I clown that man and call him boring, Doran, and all that type of stuff, do we think that if, if Mac Brown had to endure what he's had to endure this year with the quarterback play and all that type of stuff, he'd be 8-3? and three? Like, like, I know Mac Brown's got a championship, but since Mac Brown's come back, and I know Carolina's made an ACC title game, I don't know if he's as good a coach as Dave Doran has been because what he's done with what he's been given year in, year out, has been a much better coaching on the what I deal with every year with Mac Brown. Well, uh, the only thing I said about Doran, I love Doran and Devin. I do think he's done a fantastic job, but I do have to give him some marks against how their offense has been. And he's the head coach, so he oversees all that. So the offense hasn't been there. They haven't necessarily had the talent like that but still offensively they've been pretty rough the last couple years but he's still been able to overcome it and get eight wins i believe four straight eight win seasons for nc state school record you can set your watch to it it's what they do and that's what drives fitty crazy rapid fire to answer both of those questions 
you know, Dave Doran, Coach of the Year, I think there has to be a non-Brom division if Louisville gets the ACC championship. Yeah, I think he's. I think he's. Got but, him on but, there. but but worthy consideration. I you you probably would put Doran up there in the non-Brom division, and then as far as him being a better coach than Mac, who is better equipped to handle it. The only question is, how much do you consider recruiting a part of being a good coach? Because Mac Brown should be able to win with great quarterbacks like Sam Howell and Drake May, but also he deserves credit for flipping Sam Howell and Drake May. And NC State has never had a QB that good, at least not in the college level. I, I know they've had, you know, the the pros that go there. You know what I'm saying. I Maybe that's too much of a strong yeah. statement. But Drake May and Sam Howell were like special throwers of the football with North Carolina. And so... You know, it's all about how much you consider recruiting a part of coach. And real quick before we go to break, uh, shout out to App State as well. They won at four straight games, seven to four overall. They need a win over Georgia Southern and and a James Madison win over Coastal Carolina next week to earn or this week to earn a berth as the East representative in the Sun Belt Championship game, college game day be damned. They went in and got the job done and beat James Madison. Big win. When we come back on the West and Walker show, how can Frank Wright keep his job at this point? We're going to go into an alternate universe, I guess you could say, on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. It's Wesson Walker Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Speaking of WFNZ, it's the 21st annual Street Turkeys presented by Ram Pavement at the Doghouse, powered by Jack Daniels, broadcasting live from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. tomorrow. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're brought to you by Blue Cross and Blue Shield of North Carolina, TR Lawing, and One Cloud. We work in partnership with the Second Harvest Food Bank of Metrolina and Loaves and Fishes Friendship Trays to provide meals to families over the holidays and beyond. We are at the corner of Mint Street and Moorhead Street, and we invite you to come donate frozen turkeys, canned food, boxed goods, monetary donations. But if you cannot make your way over there, then you can donate by texting Street Turkeys to 44321. Street Turkeys, all one word. Four four three two one. Now, unfortunately, Fiddy is not going to be there with us because he's going to be up in the air about 24 hours from now. Going to be taking his first plane ride since you were like a baby and you don't remember it. And so you have a lot of anxiety with this flight coming up tomorrow. And it hits you yesterday, and you've been acting a little differently because of that anxiety that you have that is flight-induced. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's really hit. I'm, I'm terrified. I'm terrified of heights. Um, I've seen uh, was a final destination. I've I've, I've seen oh, no. how, how that 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 played out. Final destination. It ruined planes for people, but what it really ruined was logging trucks. When you when you see the trailer in the opening scene in I think Final Destination three or something like that, yeah, logging trucks. Now we're we're getting past the the logging truck and or we're gonna move way on back mm-hmm. to the point where I can't see it anymore. So yeah, I'm I'm definitely nervous. Um, yeah, because I'm still not convinced I'm gonna get on the actual plane. Are you an aisle or a window guy on a plane? Which do you like? I I would prefer aisle. It doesn't matter. Mid- middle is clearly the worst, but. Because I'm a taller individual, I want the leg room that comes with the aisle. The window seat, I can finagle it enough to like make sure my knees can just fit in the corner yeah. where the where the wall is. But middle is, of course, the worst, man. Like you just you don't have anywhere to go, 
And especially when you're on just a normal seat, you're riding economy, you just don't have any leg room, depending on what airline you're on. And so it's quite uncomfortable for a long time. Yeah, and then people try to lean that seat back. I had that happen a couple of times on the flight to Virginia, and I had to just tap them on the shoulder and be like, hey, man, we've had, smashing my knee. We, we've had a couple conversations like this before. Yeah. If you lean your seat back, I will grind my knees into your back to make sure it's the most uncomfortable plane ride for you <laughs> until you lean back up. Okay, I'm so not you, playing that game. But so you do a different, you take a different one. I do, yeah. Look, we, you think we got all the room in the world? That's what what, what you think, think, this is a limo? Yeah. and then they just do it like it's just no problem. And then the guy that I did it to the first flight, he tried to like look at me like he had a problem with it. And I was like, what do you mean? No, that's fine. Go ahead and... Feel these knee bones right. grind all up in your back. Yeah, because that's keep, what's happening. Yeah, I like that. I like I, that. I be, might do that next time. Well, because if, what, what? What are you doing? Like everybody has a finite amount of space, especially if you're taller. No, I'm not going to pay extra for an exit row because sometimes they're already gone anyway. Yes. So just allow me the little bit of space that I have by you not leaning back all up in my zone. It's a real big yeah, problem with trash. me. Um, the other thing is, real quickly, I did want to bring this to the text line also. So I've been trying to figure out a way to reward the people that make big donations. Anything you can do helps, man. So we're going to be welcoming of all sorts of, you know, the $5 donations, the $1 donations. It all adds up to a point where it really matters for people. And you think about it, $1, that might equal a one canned good. That, that matters, right? A canned good matters a ton to families in need. If you donate a certain amount of money, though, I want to try to figure out a way to reward the people by punishing us. So it's not a punishment, per se, that everybody is donating whatever they can. It's just people want to see us endure maybe just a little bit of pain. Like, sometimes it's funny. And if we do that on air, that's going to be a lot funny, a lot more funny. So a couple of bets that I have, I'm not going to share all of them with you, but I want some people to write in on the text line oh, other other ideas for us. Let it. 704-570-9610, the Carolina Men's Clinic text line, 704-570-9610. One of the take or dare dares that I have is Walker has to wear his B costume for an entire show. Because I have one that I bought for the Lockdown Hornets podcast. That's a good one. So we could even alter it where I have to go get food in the B costume, whatever. But that's what I have. One for you that Fitty really liked was Wes has to order takeout on the phone over the airwaves, but he has to complete a bank of show catchphrases before the call is over. <laughs> so that's pretty cool. While ordering from Teriyaki Madness or wherever okay. you might order from, you have to say, that's straight fire. Okay. You, you have to say, man, hell no. I got you. Uh, will that complete your order? No, oh, hell no. Right, exactly. Right. So okay. we could do something like that. I like that. Um, another one I have is rap Snoop Dogg's verse on drop it like it's hot, except change it to shrop it like it's hot. Okay. And then rap something with shroppy. So those are some of the dares that I have. I have more, but we can see some of the other suggestions rolling in if you want to write them in. Yeah, no oh, thick doink. We can't do that. Yeah, th this is the thing, right? Joke. Like, I know I'm... I know I'm opening up the doors here for some weird dares that could be written onto the text line. Have we had any good ones, Fiddy, or are there still just too many that you know we can't do? Uh, Picante says you need to paint your face with mayo. Thick Doinks is pretty good where you have to talk each segment in a different accent. Yeah, nah, I'm that not would, trying to get canceled. That would be funny. Well, I mean, you know, maybe Wes could do superheroes because his Bane's really good. Okay. Uh, that might be a character. Yeah, 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 yeah. that's yeah. cool. Um... 
It's almost like you need to bring back the mystery milkshake for Fitty. No, hell no. Maybe we reverse it and I get to make a milkshake that you that you guys have to eat. Okay, there's one. You'd love that. I like this one. I can't read the first name here. I'm just too worried about the FCC. Blank rule. but I like this too. But WFNZ Hot One Wings. It, where you have to eat a wing that gets hotter and hotter as the show goes on. The that's, thing is, is we could one. do the first thing in his name on the air while we're doing the, the wings. Okay, um, wow. maybe you can. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's a good one. That's one of my favorite ones so far because I'm a huge fan of hot ones. Yeah, yeah I would love that. I think yeah. that's a good idea. Yeah, where's my bike is writing in, too, about my plane uh, complaints. That's not your zone. The text line is about to get lit yeah, with that hot take. Kicked, yeah, he's trying to get kicked off the plane. That's fine. I paid for a seat that can recline. I'm going to recline. Pay for first class if you need more leg room. Yeah, yeah that, no, well, that's fine. No, I hope I hope that you enjoy my leg room, like where where my I paid for my leg room. I hope yeah. you enjoy my knees in your back. That's fine. Where's yeah, because we said earlier about dropping dimes. I'm just going to drop uh, drop a dime on you, and uh, I'll get you <laughs> off the plane. So you can go ahead and do all that if you want to. Um, the on-air one, chip challenge. Yes, we could do that. So maybe we have like a punishment week the following week, or maybe we just try to get all of these dares <laughs> in before the year ends. Somebody tell me I got to get a Jimmy Butler wig installed and wear during a Hornets game. I don't think so. That's a bit much. <laughs> but if you got a Jimmy Butler wig for the show, that would be hilarious. Part of this is I don't want to, you know. Emo Bryant would be a vibe. It would be. <laughs> I, would, I would love a lot of that. So. Yeah, you know, that's how it'll be, you know. Kyler Singer, Walker Mail, where you have to get the jersey and get ugly oh, overnight. Oh, yeah, full Duke uniform. That'd be good. Looking like a Duke player. Take a picture okay. and all that. That would be good. Put the brotherhood on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be pretty good. No. All right. So so feel free to write in some of the dares, some of the, the punishments that we have to roll with, and then we can either have a punishment week. We could just finish some of these things before the year ends. Maybe that's the way to do it. But there are a lot of good ideas already rolling in. On the text line. I did want to get to the Carolina topic that we had. How can Frank Reich keep his job at this point? Because everybody is discussing as this being a matter of time rather than a question of if he loses her job, uh, loses his job. If you look at Frank Reich, you know, taking back play calling duties from Thomas Brown, the offense didn't look any different, Wes. I, it didn't look different really when Thomas Brown had it to when Frank Reich took over play calling duties once again in this past game against Dallas, the offense is the offense. The scheme is the scheme. How, how does Frank Reich keep his job at this point? What's a legitimate reason as to why David Tepper might keep him on for a second season? The only thing I would think of, well, there are a few, but it will start with first the offense showing market improvement. Like it would have to be at least 10 seven to 10 points better than what it's been. And it would have to start immediately to where you could really see some progress and see a real future with him at the helm. Like that's, that's the first thing that comes to mind for me. It's just this offense coming out and just really starting to pick it up. And it looking like something that you can continue to build on. It has to look like the foundation. That's what I would have to say. The foundation would have to be laid because right now, you know, this is a shaky house. This isn't on anything. This isn't on any type of foundation. So you would have to see a foundation being built for something that you could see turning out into uh, something much better. I, I think that's really the only way, in my opinion. Yeah, it's tough. Kevin said, sorry, there's nothing Frank can do to save his job right now. I, that's how it feels. If you look at their schedule, it, it it's not the hopelessness 
looking at going into this week against Dallas because we know Dallas has one of the best defenses in all of the NFL. They have a great defensive line, but you know what? When you see who's next on their schedule, they have Tennessee, they have Tampa Bay. They actually have three road games right in a row: Tennessee, Tampa Bay, and New Orleans before they come back home and play Atlanta and Green Bay. You know, some of these defenses have made it pretty damn hard on QBs. So it's not like you're going against the worst defenses in the world, but it's not the best either. Like there are some signs to where maybe Bryce Young and Frank Wright can figure something out here to put some points on the board. I I think what I want to see is just a wild difference in style. Like, can we get guys in motion? Can we get play action rolling? Wes, what was funny is we saw them convert on that first fourth down conversion attempt. And it was a nice bootleg play action where a couple guys were open. And it was funny because it was a good play. It, we acted like it was from a different planet. <laughs> it's like a play action boot. What? Oh, it yeah, had great this success is awesome. because the run game had been having success up to that point. Wait, we had two open options? You could have thrown it to Tommy Treble and still picked up the fourth down with ease? What is this, what is this magic you speak of? <laughs> And that's what it felt like watching that play be that wide open. But how many other times did we do it? Wes, why aren't they going to motion as much? Because so many of the great offenses use it. But then Frank Reich doesn't. And I wonder if it's just because it's a lot for rookie QB to handle. You know, is too much movement just more on your plate for a QB that you're trying to simplify things for? Despite you drafting him for being so smart in the first place. I just, I want to know why... The top offenses are doing a few things and why Carolina can't take some of the things that seem a little easier to implement within your offense. And yet they just refuse to do so. Uh, I think some of it is a respect level because when you motion for sure, you want to make the defense declare pre-snap. And so if you're not having much success running or whatever the case may be, if the defense doesn't respect it, they could be in a zone or whatever the case, and they could just be saying it doesn't matter what they do, we're not going to fall into their shifts because a lot of times you're trying to dictate the defense. If you're one of the teams that has a quarterback that plays upper echelon-type football, then you're saying, all right, I saw an emotion that he did this, so it's probably this because defenses can still switch up on you once the ball is snapped. We know that. But I think that's the main thing. Uh, I think that for one, they just feel like maybe Bryce isn't equipped enough to be able to handle that. But then I would think that with a young quarterback, you would want a little bit more motion to help him kind of discern what's going on pre-snap. So I'm not sure why they don't do a whole heck of a lot of that. And even play action. I guess play action is more so because they want Bryce Young in the gun all the time. And and you got to be able to run the ball well. Well, you do. And they showed it against Dallas. Yes. They were absolutely effective enough to run mm-hmm. play action frequently. And I go back to a segment that NFL Live did, I think very early in the year, maybe even the offseason, Wes, where you know play action, it's still working at a pretty high level. I don't think it's as successful as it was maybe last year. I think maybe even it might be up. But it's still successful for these offenses. And I think as a defender, what they were discussing is that it's so hard to see what the QB is going to do when your back is turned. Whereas if you're shotgun and you have play action where you fake the handoff, then you can see everything in front of you a little easier and then you can react. Whereas if the QB face, you know, faces away, now you can't see the football. So even if you extend it out, 
the offensive line might be in your way to where you can't see if the running back has it. And it makes you think that just a little bit more to possibly go tackle the running back, but the QB has it. And Lord knows offensive linemen like you QB, they know every millisecond matters in the pocket. And so I wonder if that's something that does affect Frank Reich more. Um, if, if there's any thought to that with any of these offenses that do implement that more, it just doesn't feel creative. And, you know, here we are with the worst offense in the league. Because the thing is about it, you know, you want to rock them to sleep. And so, you know, the Panthers this week, we talked about how they went to more two tight end formations and they ran the ball effectively out of that. But that's not what they do all the time. Now, if you're back there in the gun and you are running the ball effectively through that, now you can start to do some of that stuff. That's what we see a lot in college football. But if the Panthers were primarily an under-the-center team and then you have success running the ball, then I think play action will work a heck of a lot better. Last thing, how much of of like the, the lack of, you know, five-step, even seven-step dropbacks, you know, from under-center, it's like, well, you can't because you don't have enough time for Bryce Young. Yeah. So that's just not even a part of the equation. No, it's, it's not a part of the equation, man, because like I said, that tackle, man, especially that seven-step drop, <laughs> Ooh, you lose a step, yeah. it's over with. Yeah, By especially with this offense. completes line. that drop, that back. Well, Wes, and even more Done. so, even the tackle. If it was the tackles that were the biggest problem, then you could step up in the pocket. Even with Bryce Young being short, yeah. you could still step up in the pocket. It's all bad. But you can't step up. Yeah, it's all bad. On that Sullivan throw I just talked about, Bozeman got beat, lining Micah Parsons up in front. I'm not saying it's the easiest assignment in the world, but there's just no step-up ability. You have to abandon it, and then it gives you happy feet to where maybe you feel shadow pressure. And then you abandon. Yeah, it's it's a mess. It's a mess. All right, let's move on. We'll get to some of those bets that people are writing in on the text line a little more. So coming up next, Wes and Walker Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Weston Walker back at it on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Trying to figure out some more of the assignments that we all have to do. We got a couple of good ones. I really like the Hot One Style Wing Challenge. I think we're going to throw That's that into the That's my front bank. runner so far. Well, and we can, you know, there's a lot. So I think the idea, and maybe we could try to talk this out. I know Fiddy likes planning the show on air. But tomorrow, I think the idea is going to be, if you donate a certain amount of money, then... We will spin the wheel of randomness and whatever the wheel, the internet wheel, right? Whatever the wheel lands on, then that is something that we have to accomplish before year's end. Spinning that wheel. He was spinning that wheel. So that's what I want to do. And we have like almost, I think I have seven, eight ideas. We're going to need a decent amount more. Like I'm looking for. I'm going to cook up some stuff, see what I can come up with. Uh, Yeah. Where would we get the wings from if we do get it? Well, and I don't even know if we have to do the wings. Maybe we even just maybe we even just have some crazy hot sauce and then we get chicken wings, but just like normal. The maybe they're wing. naked ones, yeah. whatever, and then, then you have to put the hot sauce on the wings and we can do that maybe like That'd be good. And then you have to go through the show just like yep. the real show in each segment you gotta bite a different one until it gets hot and well, hot and hot. At the end of each seg or at the end of maybe each segment or 
every hour only be three wings. Maybe we do like some seven wings. I don't know how many hot wings. That's going to be fun because my favorite thing is when they start talking and then the wing starts to hit them and they make the noises and all that. Oh, yeah. It's brutal stuff. It's brutal <laughs> stuff. I mean, there's a couple of things with Fiddy. It's unfortunate that Fiddy's not going to be here with us on the show because there are a couple of other Fiddy-centric ones, but they're all good for him. Because I didn't want to throw him under the bus. My man's already going through it there with the anxiety he is, he is. about to go fly. So I don't want to give him any more punishment. But there is another one. Walker has to write and recite a poem complimenting Fitty throughout. That's one of my front runners as well. <laughs> I mean, could you even do it, though? That's I mean, that's the hard-hitting question. Could you recite a poem? complimenting me, the guy that is the biggest pain in your life every five days a well, week. Well, Walker used to rap, so I'm sure he could put it together. He could mm-hmm. put together a nice little uh, rhyme. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll get the diss track. No, you're not going <laughs> to No, I got to compliment you. I got to compliment you. Maybe we can figure out a, a worse punishment if we don't complete these, but we're going to complete them. We would complete them before the show ended. There's a lot of dress-up ones. You know, I'll put Kyle Singler in there. We'll put that one in the bank. Because I, you know, dress it up. The brotherhood. Yeah. I just, I want to go to, I just want to have somebody have that jersey available for me. Yep. One of Duke's greatest 3 and D players. Kyle Singler? Is that right? Yeah, I guess so. I'm saying you would be. Oh, look, okay. You have that look. A 3 and D? Yeah, you'd be a 3 and D for Duke. People would just hate you. I feel like I was good defensively in the post. I don't know if I could hold up with some of the athletes out there on the perimeter. What your high school coach said. What did he say, Fitty? What did he say? said you couldn't hold your own in the post. That's why you you on the tough. bench in the closing minutes. Uh, Coach Wilkinson, man. I hate it. I wish Coach Wilkinson would He was would've... a real one, though. I know. Yeah, he was. I wish he would have given me more of a glowing review. But, yeah, we can have some of those uh, some of those roll in, and we'll figure out what we're able to do. We're going to be out at Street Turkeys tomorrow. It's a lot of fun. Also, maybe we can also go with the uh, the hard Street Turkey pose that we yeah, gave Yeah, we've got to do a new Just... <laughs> update every year. Yeah, that's right. We should update it every single year. People love the picture we took in the Wienermobile. That thing blew up. Well, people were asking, you asked about the album cover. It was a great question. Yeah, people people would really we took never, to that one. I didn't, I wanted the stamp of approval from you. Did you see what my album was, my album mention was? You put it in? You yeah. put one in? What What was yours? Bun the Jewels. Oh, no, I, did, I must have missed that. Did you put, you put it on Twitter, didn't you? Uh, yeah, I retweeted it. No, oh, that's dope. I like that. Bun the Jewels. And I thought your girl had the best one, though. I also, well, no, that was good. What is a good kid, Mad Glizzy? Yeah, that was, uh, I like <laughs> that, that was, one a lot. I was like, yeah, that's pretty good. We were trying to think of a couple of them. Yeah. And so those oh, were so good. Oh, so you guys were conspiring together. No, she had that one. She had that okay. one. I came up with Bun the Jewels. I was definitely going with the one black guy, one white guy thing. So I was LP, <laughs> your killer Mike. Yeah. And then we're running with Bun the Jewels. And, I like that. Yeah, so we were rolling with a couple of other album covers. A lot of people referenced what their favorite album cover was, though, for us on yeah, the Oscar Yeah, I, I thought Winter that Mobile. that picture probably got us the most engagement of anything we've done, especially from a picture thing. So I was like, oh, this is what you guys like. We, we got a lot. We got a lot. Another one of these things, I, I wonder, this topic that you have here, Wes, mm-hmm. is Adam Thielen a pro bowler? Yes. You know, Adam Thielen is going to get a thousand yards, mm-hmm. and I wondered if we had enough time. Maybe one of the punishments we could go through is a bad take compilation. Yes. So if good. we could go back in the archives, we and, got plenty of those, and get and get my Adam Thielen take. Um, you know, I don't think. Yeah, we we still got a ways to go before we figure out some of the draft picks. We've, we're only a show. We're only a, a year old. What were some of the other bad takes though that any of us could have? 
like a part of the compilation. Oh, we've had plenty. I mean, I, picked, I know we I have. Picked Carolina to get six wins. I had them going ten and seven. Walker, you picked the 49ers to make a bowl game. I guess that's true. Yeah, I'm still holding out hope despite uh, there not being enough games left. I felt like there was a free agent or somebody that I missed on. I was thinking about it the other day. Yeah, so I had so Adam Thielen not I picked getting Purdue a to win the yards. national title. Oh, that's a good uh, yeah. one. Because you were done first week, first yeah. day, they got bounced. <laughs> <laughs> that is a really Wake good Forest one. having eight pros. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my source, little, my birdie, let me down. Yeah, the little birdie, the little birdie, definitely, uh, definitely let you down. Saul comes in with a great idea, fellas. Y'all might need to be smoking that spin as soon as the wheel spins. We can play that in the background. Mm, That's okay. Good. Yeah, this nice is, imaging. I like outsourcing our production. Thank you, Saul. Great producer work out of you. So, yeah, those are some of the bad takes. Adam Thielen, by the way, on pace for 129 catches and 1,200 yards. And not as much as 14 as he was on pace for a while. <laughs> for a while, you were going with 1,400. But 129 catches, my God. That's a lot of receptions. Is that good? And it's, it's pretty good. <laughs> it is pretty good. I don't care if you are only funneling the targets towards him. It is crazy. That's all he looks for. Fourth down conversion attempt, it's going to Thielen. Thielen's out there, he's shaking and baking off the line, getting open, man. And none of his catches really are over 10 yards like that. He They're might not. get a 15-yarder every now and again, but for the most part, man, death by a thousand cuts with that, uh, Adam Thielen. That's how it is with Adam Thielen. So that's one. Maybe we can even come up with a bad take compilation. Oh, we need to get Willie P somehow in the mix, too. Do we dye Seriously? our hair? Do we dye our hair like that? I mean, with the fake hair dye that Willie rolled with, you know, maybe I could do that. I don't know. We'll figure it out. I'd be be all right. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) We'll figure it out a little more so. It's the Live Wire with Josh Fitty Marlowe coming up next. Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Waking up. 